Welcome to the Straight to the Point podcast. Hi, my name is Bo Crable. I am an Amazon seller investor, and I've been lucky enough to be mentored by several millionaire business icons at a very young age, and I took action on their advice. This podcast is all about providing you with the right knowledge to succeed in the online retail business and grow your personal wealth to your maximized potential. Let's get right into it. Today, we have a very special guest here. His name is Matt Morrow, and Matt has actually known me for a very long time since I was like pretty much in diapers at the age of four. Uh, when I first actually left school, my dad decided to actually call up a couple of his friends that he knew were pretty big time entrepreneurs, people that he trusted. Um, one of the people that he called up was uh, my mentor, Steve, which I've talked to him a little bit about my podcast and YouTube videos about. I ended up living with my mentor, Steve, for four, or for a few months. And he also called up uh, this guy, Matt Morrow, here to maybe do some stuff. And I guess uh, Matt was a little busy at the time. When he'll, he'll talk about this. And right now, we're actually in Matt's penthouse um, in Vegas. It's uh, 41 floors up, and he's got the 40 and the 41st, 41st floor. But Matt is a legendary network marketer. He's made millions and millions of dollars um, in the network marketing space and with real estate. And today, I'm going to be bringing him on here is because he has a very special viewpoint um, he's able to bring some cool mindset to you because in this podcast episode or this podcast that I have, I'm giving you a lot about selling on Amazon and eBay. And I will be very honest that you can probably get all the information in the world about e-commerce and selling on Amazon and eBay just through my YouTube channel. But what's going to really stop you from a lot of actually having success and what I've seen other people getting stopped from is just themselves. Um, I was in Maui not too long ago and there was a person who attended my event and he just said that, oh, Bo, I mean, you share some amazing knowledge, but for some reason I just like... Like I'm, it feels harder for me to go do this stuff, but I would rather just go work out. And it's way easier for me to go lift some weights. I'm like, well, okay, but you need to go do it at the end of the day. So bringing Matt here on today to talk about some mindset. So I'm going to kind of switch over the podcast mic to uh, Matt right now and let him talk. Right on, Bo. Thank you, man. It's really good to be here with you. And uh, or I should say young man. And I don't know, you said since you were four and in diapers, aren't people usually out of diapers by four? Yeah, I think I'm a slow kid. Okay, <laughs> you were a little slow. You really, you came on strong at the end. Uh, but yeah, I had to chuckle. Uh, you know, you never know when opportunity is being presented to you. You know, it, um, everything is how you see it. Nothing else matters is one of my, my favorite quotes. And and it's just so interesting. I mean, whether it's, you know, acres of diamonds or whatever story you, you, know, you resonate with, the reality is, is that success is pretty much already here. It's really just a matter of shifting your thinking. And for me to pass up an opportunity to be one of the initial Bo Crable mentors, I mean, I'm glad we can look back and laugh on it now, you know, but it was just a matter of I was quote unquote busy and I was jamming and I got a message from Tom, hadn't heard from Tom in a while on Facebook. And it's just, you know, you look, open up your Facebook messenger and there's 25 messengers in there. And there's like, yeah, my kid wants to start selling stuff on Amazon. And you know, can you help? And I'm like, man, I don't really know anything about selling on Amazon. Amazon, And I just, you know, I wasn't as helpful as I could have been. And, and that was my, my loss. Um, so first off, congrats on all your success. Uh, and I was thinking on the way up here, you know, it's really the difference between success and failure, the difference between flying in a private plane and never having flown, the difference between living in a Vegas penthouse and living in a rundown apartment. I mean, there are people that pretty much have the same basic physiology. They're the same, you know, they're the same. They can speak English. I mean, they can read, write. Not that big of a difference except for anything except for your thinking. 
And it's really just a matter of expanding your thinking and attracting that which you want to attract. You know, because a lot of times people look at people like you and potentially people like me uh, and they're like, gosh, they must be lucky or I wonder how they did what they did. Um, I was thinking, let's just take, you know, the space that we're in right here. You know, we're on the 41st floor right now because we're on upstairs and looking out over the Las Vegas Strip. It's, it's pretty amazing. But this only exists because I had this idea in my mind. You know, and I just said, wouldn't it be cool to have an incredible penthouse here in Vegas where we could get together and have events and we could do things like this podcast and friends could hang out? It just exists because I thought of it and then was was able to create it. Um, really, I mean, if you can, you know, like Napoleon Hill said, anything the mind of man can conceive and believe it can achieve. And it's so true. But a lot of us get hung up in stinking thinking. And so it's kind of like, oh, gee. And then, and then that, that starts to get rewarded. Like people love to commiserate and their, you know, their negativity becomes kind of their worldview and just you create what you want to create. And an example of how, how powerful the mind is, and you guys, I bet everyone listening can relate to this. Let's say that all of a sudden you get really interested in Tesla automobiles, like, and, and you drive your first Tesla and all, all of a sudden you're going to see Teslas everywhere and you're going to start to notice those Teslas. They were there all along, but now that it's in your thinking, it starts to be attracted into your universe. I've had stuff happen where I'm thinking of someone that I hadn't seen in a long time, and all of a sudden, that person will text me or that person will call me. And perhaps you guys have had these same kind of experiences. I like to, I like to think, and this might be a little woo-woo, but I don't know what your audience is like, but... but uh, you know, like, I don't know how a radio works. I'm not a tech guy at all. Um, one of your buddies downstairs right now helped me with my projector, which is very cool. I appreciate that. But I don't know how a radio works. I do know that, you know, back in the olden days, Bo, there was this thing called a radio, and you would tune the dial. Yeah. Like, uh, if, if you wanted to listen to 95.5 KLOS. I've used one of those before. You've used a radio. Yeah, I've used a radio. Yeah. Okay. So, so you know, you tune a radio in, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, out of the airwaves, you know, 95.5 on your FM radio dial, you tune that in, and all of a sudden, you're hearing classic rock and roll. Um, I'd like to think that your brain has a similar power. And I don't know that I made this particular analogy up, but I mean, the reality is if you look at things like The Secret, which was a huge DVD, are you familiar with The Secret? No idea, no. Really? Yeah. Okay, you've got to watch this movie, The Am Secret. Too young? You must be too young, yeah, because it was probably 15 years ago or something. But there's a guy named Bob Proctor, and he did a movie called The Secret, and it it was just huge, and it was talking about basically the law of attraction. Okay, and this is just so much more powerful than people realize. But I believe that your brain, you know, we've all heard. I'm assuming we've all heard that you know we only use a small percentage of our brain, and I think our brain is more powerful than we realize. I believe that our brain 
is somewhat like a radio. We're, we have a frequency and so forth, and we can tune into a frequency of abundance, you know, versus a frequency of scarcity. Mm-hmm. And you can, and what you focus on becomes your reality, essentially. And so if you start practicing just thinking about what you want, not thinking about your problems, you know, focus on what you want. It's like race car drivers, they say, you know, look at where you want to go. Don't look at the wall, because you will crash into the wall. So I don't want to ramble on it too long, but those are some things that pop into my mind. Like when I, I look at someone like yourself at 21 years old, you know, you you make really good decisions. I mean, I think there's something to be said about some of your habits. You know, I know you're a, a vegan. I don't know if your audience knows that. Does your well, audience? Yeah, they know. They know. You're they a, I mean, you're a vegan. You, you know, you don't drink. You came to a wine tasting party at my house the other night and you didn't drink. I mean, I noticed these things. Um, and you're, you know, you're responsible. I think all those things help, but not a lot of 21 year olds are traveling around the world, you know, speaking and creating content and having, I think you're tri-residential now. You have homes, uh, you have homes in three places, you know, and I'm sure they're beautiful places. And, and a lot of this only exists because you believe that's what's possible. You, you create your reality. So that's the essence of, of the message that's worked really well for me, uh, in my life as a start well i really really like that because i'm just as you're talking there talking about how you think of the idea first like saying okay you get in a tesla and now you're thinking of tesla you see a bunch more i could think of seven different things just in the past week that i'm like okay yeah i was thinking about this and that happened or now where i'm at today i've definitely had the idea first so i really like that because yeah you fill your brain with uh, bad thoughts most likely bad things will happen i think i remember actually reading the laws of success by napoleon hill talking about how like a, a woman she uh thought she had cancer in her hand and just then she went to the doctor she didn't have cancer in her hand but she just kept thinking that she did she did she did and like 15 years later she died with cancer in the exact hand that wow. she thought so yeah i really like that you said there that very huge hopefully mindset opening with a lot of people um as i've spent some time with you and also your son um in the past few days i've noticed that you guys have a lot of things going on that you have ej calling up people and left and right you have real estate deals you have wine tasting events, you have a lot of things going on. So with you with 1,001 different things to do, and obviously you're wanting to make money every single day and whatever you do, how do you go about your decision making on what is the most top priority thing to do? Or what would you say, because it seems like you're also on top of it. So what would you say kind of some tips or what you do to kind of make the best decisions every single day? Great question. You're obviously a very well versed in this podcast thing. Yeah. Very comfortable, Bo. Uh, I'm just so impressed with this young man. I mean, 21 years old. Here I am. I remember when you were, you know, practically when you were born. So thank you uh, for having me on here. And it's really fun to discuss this with you. So when I first got started in um, personal development and in my career, which was network marketing, uh, 1989, I was 26 years old. At that point in time, Tony Robbins was already a phenomenon. And here he is, you know, 99, 2009, 30 years later, still going stronger than ever. I didn't know anything about personal development. I had never heard of it. I had never read a book. You know, I didn't know what Think and Grow Rich was. I had never gone to a seminar. Personal development was something that was new to me. And those of you maybe listening that, you know, are younger listeners of Bose, I mean, the 
reality is, is there is this whole thing called personal development and everything that, you know, Bo is saying and I'm saying we learn from someone else. You know, there are these teachers, people like Tony Robbins. Tony Robbins learned from a guy named Jim Rohn, you know, for a lot of R-O-H-N, by the way, anything you could ever listen to from Jim Rohn, I think, you know, free tip, go listen to it. He's an incredible philosopher on what it takes to be successful. So it, a long roundabout answer to your to your simple question as far as prioritization and focus and things like that. I think if you focus on your goals versus your obstacles, you know, they say that obstacles are the things that get in your way when you take your eyes off your goal. And I also really believe in vision based living. You know, so like if you live in your vision and you're shooting for the stars, worst case, you're going to land on the moon. A lot of people like kind of live in survival and they live in their problems. And so even if they miss that by a little bit, they even get worse, which is like more problems. So I'm a kind of a high level thinker. And, and Tony Robbins had a, a program called the I think it was called. Uh, the 30 day, 30 days of personal power. And it was one of the first tape cassette tape programs I ever listened to. And, um, he said, you know, if you want to be successful, you have to know what that means for you or you will never achieve it. And I had always really wanted to be successful. So what is successful? And I didn't really know like how I would know when I got there. And he said, so you got to have a really clear definition of success. And he said that he created his definition of success, which, which was being able to do what I want, when I want, as much as I want, and do things that help other people. Now, being someone who was, I remember talking to you about your high school career, and you did really well the first three years and kind of weren't too into it your fourth year. And I wasn't, I was super bored by school. I kept thinking of other stuff, you know, and I wasn't a huge, a great student. And one of the strategies that I always used was I would borrow information from other people. <laughs> yes. Hey, can I see your homework? Um, so, it, you know, I guess that little bad habit or that maybe it was a good habit. Who knows? I learned how to, you know, leverage other people's uh, time and energy and intelligence. Um, but I borrowed borrowed Tony's definition of, of success. And early in my career, in my late 20s, uh, 1989, I said I want to be successful. I want to be able to do whatever I want, whenever I want, as much as I want. And that has clearly become the guiding principle of my life. So I am not big on like I'm not probably as good of a guy to talk to about like how to do priority management and yeah. make that list the night before so you can sleep on it and I'm like I'm like so far from perfect I don't get up at 5 a.m and go to the gym you know all things that probably stuff that work for some people but I just have a life philosophy that if I do what I want when I want and you know as much as I want and I just focus on enjoying my definition of success and that last little caveat helping other people so I kind of go through life just kind of do it you know going with the flow but then I connect with different people and it's like well how can I how can I help you you know I think our new found relationship over the past couple of weeks has been a, a neat example of that you know you um, are looking for a place to film I say hey I've got a place that you can film you know I said hey I'm looking for guests that are not MLM for my podcast you know you'd be amazing to come and talk about Amazon you do my podcast like we're just kind of like having fun doing what we want living the dream and helping each other out so I focus on who am I going to be with what can I do for those people? And then just the rest kind of takes care of itself. And uh, different people have different goals. But for me, that's what worked because my main priority is that total time and financial freedom and doing what I want and then and helping other people do the same.
Awesome. Well, thank you very much for that. Cause I, what I kind of got from there is like, yeah, you can try to prioritize as much as you want, but I feel like once you just have it set in stone exactly what you want to do, then everything kind of becomes more natural from that. So I kind of want to lead more into just uh, more about the, the business side of you. So you're in network marketing. I've never interviewed anybody about network marketing. Me personally, I've never done anything with network marketing. Uh, Matt has some pretty cool things that are very interesting uh, to me, but I want you to kind of, cause it's really funny. I, you were very popular in the network marketing space. I actually hired a, a guy on our team recently. I was at Hawaii, in Hawaii with him, and uh, somehow your name got brought up. And he was like, Matt Morrow? I'm like, yeah. He's like, you got to be kidding me. He's like, I know exactly who he was. He was like, he was a part of my downline and everything like that. So a lot of people know you, and it seems like you're really doing the right way in the MLM space. So I'll kind of let you, my audience probably has, may have no idea what network marketing is, um, but I would want you to have you talk about the mistakes that most people make. I remember at your wine event, you were kind of going a little bit about how where people mess up on, but just the mistakes that people make, uh, why it can be a good business for people, and just kind of go from there. So. Wow, well, thank you. I'm mean, one of my topics near and dear to me. You know, so if you're not familiar with network marketing, that's that's amazing and awesome. You know, network marketing is a 200 billion plus or minus industry. It is a massive industry. It's bigger than like the NFL and the music industry combined. It's I mean, like the same size as Amazon. Yeah, it's it's a similar size to Amazon and and interesting, they're both, you know, they're both growing steadily. So yeah, it is a similar. And so, so many products and services are moved through network marketing. So by definition, what is network marketing? It's marketing to one's network, you know, word of mouth, structured word of mouth advertising. Now, for example, let's say that um, I was selling a product and it was a, um, a can of an energy drink because that was my previous network marketing company. That's probably where that guy knew me from. Yep. Uh, and, um, you know, can of an energy drink. And normally if you have an energy drink, you know, like Red Bull, they, they sponsor tons of professional athletes. They spend millions of dollars. They're giving away cans at surf competitions and so forth. They're, they're, they're hiring, you know, New York PR agencies to tell you that Red Bull gives you wings and things like that. And so uh, that's traditional marketing. And so let's say a can of Red Bull costs a dollar. They're probably spending Fifty cents of that dollar on all those endorsements and all that traditional advertising. Whereas in a network marketing company, they'll take that same raw product. Let's say that there's a you know a, a dollar product, and then they take roughly fifty cents and they pay it out to the people who led to the sale. So, for example, let's say that. Um, you told me about that product. You said, hey, Matt, drink this product. It's really good. It'll make you taller and thinner and wiser and better looking. Uh, whatever the case may be, whatever you share your enthusiasm, and I, and I buy that product from you, then you're going to make a commission. But then also they're going to pay a commission to whoever it was that told you about it and up a couple of levels. It's very similar to what you know, you're know you very familiar with as affiliate marketing. So you know, typically in an affiliate type marketing situation, a company has a product, they give you a unique link to that product, you share it with your audience. Amazon's the biggest, Amazon's the biggest affiliate market in the world. So. Yeah, so you're very familiar with affiliate marketing. The only difference is, is in network marketing, it's better. Because it's like affiliate marketing on steroids, because instead of just getting paid on your own sales, you get paid on the sales of those that you introduced to the concept and those that they introduced and so on, multiple levels down. Now, the only reason network marketing isn't a trillion dollar industry, I mean, literally, it's it, if you understand it's the greatest concept 
ever, you know, because you don't win unless your friends and so forth win, you know, so it's win-win, it's, it's brilliant, no commissions are paid until something is sold, but somewhere along the line, I'd say probably it's back in our, your grandparents' era, like early companies like Amway, okay, where they would do some marketing techniques that were somewhat bothersome. They would talk to a friend, say, hey, come over to the house for dinner, and they wouldn't tell them it was a meeting, and then they'd turn, they'd pitch them on selling Amway, and so that rubbed some people the wrong way. I'm not blaming Amway. People do things, um, you know, even to this day. You guys listening probably had a friend who was in network marketing, and they came to you and they said, oh my God, I'm so excited about this XYZ product or service. You got to do this. And maybe you think that person already, you thought they were weird or you didn't like them or you didn't see yourself doing business with them. So you politely said no. And yet they kept bugging you and kept bugging you and kept bugging you. That's the kind of thing that people do that have given network marketing a bad reputation. Or, you know, you might've had an experience where someone who was really, really weird or annoying, you know, was in it. And then, and then you universalize and come to the conclusion that everybody in network marketing is weird or annoying. But if it wasn't for that, the concept is brilliant, you know, because how does anything get sold? If you're enthusiastic about it, like if my son, who's now been through your course, and he's really excited about Amazon, so he's now going to become an Amazon seller, and then he starts killing it on Amazon, and he's making Bo Crable kind of money. Well, let's let us pray. Yeah. Uh, but he's, you know, he's, he's doing that. What's he going to do? He's going to turn around and he's going to tell other people about the, your course and so forth. So it's that, it's, it's, it's that belief and that enthusiasm that is what should, or just let's go to something even simpler, a movie. You see a great movie and you get to tell your friend, hey, that movie was amazing. And you're just going to say, oh, it was so cool. I was on the edge of my seat. Da, 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 da. But if you called them the next day and you're like, hey, Bo, did you go to that movie? Hey, Bo, did you go to that movie? That becomes weird. You know, so if you do network marketing normal, like you have something that you believe in, you came to my wine event. I think that we have the greatest company in the history of network marketing. Basically, you get paid to drink wine and share good wine with other people, and you can get free wine every single month. Like that's the most irresistible offer I've ever heard in my life. And 85% of people enjoy wine. Wine is social lubricant. You know, so if you can get paid just to drink wine and have wine parties. So we, we started a company called Direct Sellers with a C, C-E-L-L-A-R-S. It's a, basically, it's the wine network marketing company, it's something that I believe in with every fiber of my being. So when I talk to people, they feel that enthusiasm, they join, they get an affiliate link, and we've grown it into one of the largest wine clubs in the world. But I am not bothersome about it. And that's so that's hopefully a few minute explanation of network marketing, why it's good. If you're really sincere and you're authentic and you believe in something, you share it with other people and you give them a benefit, then you make money and then you help them make money. I mean, it's truly a win-win. It is a phenomenal industry that's much misunderstood and it's really been good to me. Awesome. Well, thank you for giving that little intro there. You made some really good points there about how I give like movies and all that good stuff and just the more enthusiasm getting to your network. Um, I know one thing that people always have like issues with it because actually, because um, we have a couple of more topics to talk about in today's podcast, but before we do, because I had a couple of girls actually came to your wine event as well and they're all in college right now and they're, they're not really doing much with their lives at all. And they're like, is this a pyramid scheme? Mm -hmm. um, so th sometimes I hear that quite a bit with network marketing, which probably because some people have messed up before, but can you talk about why people would believe that it's like too good to be true or skeptical or issues that happen with it? Yeah. Um, well, you know, I could 
you know, I do an entire podcast on that topic and like human nature and why people love to rain on other people's parade when they see other people being successful. They like to, you know, to shoot it down or if they're not sure they can do something themselves, you know, it couldn't be them that's the problem. So let's make it about something else. But also pyramid schemes are illegal and, and that, you know, everything is structured like a pyramid. So, you know, if the you know you got at the top of the heap in our country of the president of the United States, and then you know, and then underneath them you have the vice president, and then uh, you know, so forth and so on. Our every company, I think, a better example: you have the CEO, then you have the vice presidents, then you have the managers, and then you have the employees. The employees are at the bottom of the pyramid. Okay, but a pyramid itself is a powerful structure. But an illegal pyramid is kind of like Bernie Madoff of recent, or. Um, you know, the Ponzi, I forget his first name, is it Charles Ponzi, you know, the first Ponzi scheme. And the essence of it, of a pyramid scheme is when you take money in and then, and then you pay other people back with the new money that's coming in. And eventually what happens is you're paying out more than you're taking in. There is no product or service of value. It's, it, it's, it's similar in structure. You know, you bring people in to a pyramid scheme and then they bring other people in and they bring other people in, but eventually it crumbles. Now that's an illegal pyramid. Um, and I guess people think because you're bringing people in to a network marketing company, that's the similarity to a pyramid scheme. But it, I'll use that example back to, um, the, the, the dollar can of Red Bull or energy drink. Um, the company manufactures the product. They probably have a product cost. Let's say the product cost is 20 cents. They want to make a, a gross profit of, say, 30 cents. And then they have 50 cents that they pay out in commissions or that they pay out in marketing costs. So for every can that is sold for $1, they pay out 50 cents. The company retains 30 cents and has a $20 cost of goods. That is scalable. Every dollar that comes in, only 50 cents goes out. In a typical Ponzi scheme, every dollar that comes in, more than a dollar goes out. You know, they, you pay unrealistic returns like there's been a lot of uh, pyramid schemes recently with people saying oh i'm trading cryptocurrency or i'm doing this and i'm offering a 10 percent uh bitconnect is a good example i'm offering a 10 percent a month return or whatever the case may be something they're not able to do you know it, it, it kills me when i hear these people say that they can do that you know you got warren buffett who's like the greatest investor in the history of the planet who makes like 12 percent a ROI per year or whatever it is. And, and then these guys are saying they can do that in a month and some, some lame guy from your high school. It's like, you just want to tell them just shut up. All right. So that gives network marketing a bad name, but network marketing is not a pyramid scheme. Network marketing is a $200 billion industry. And I believe if the government did a better job of setting some regulations and they actually had some people within the government who understood the industry, it could become one of the United States largest exports. Like we export capitalism, uh, U S based network marketing companies, Companies like Amway, for example, is a $12 billion a year company. A lot of their business is international. It's bringing tax revenue into the United States. We export capitalism through network marketing. So I think if the, you know, your generation could get that, you know, basically down that, it, hey, all it is is, a, is an affiliate program on steroids, a multiple level affiliate program. And as long as your product or service has value and it's like it brings health or it brings some kind of good vibes to people and it's reasonably priced and 
it's cool, then make network marketing cool. And there you could be, you could have a lot of very, very successful, wealthy people in your generation if they embrace network marketing as what it is, which is really the last great bastion of capitalism and a business that most people can start for less than $500. As you know, it costs a lot of money to run a real business. And uh, so network marketing is awesome. And yeah, some people mistake it for a pyramid scheme, but that's just lame and they're they're just wrong. All right. So yeah, I see that. And I hear that on that, just a lot of misconceptions with it. So I'm glad you quoted that. Hopefully people got some good information out of there. Uh, one thing I want to uh, ask about as well, is remember we were actually having lunch. It was me. My dad was with me. Uh, your son was with me and we were together. And you were talking, because I think you got really annoyed your son EJ because he was like, acting like he was all like upset because he was like laying back in his chair because he was I guess he was just cold yeah. and you said you're always reading people's body language does that have anything to do you would say with just like your habits or like on maybe why you're successful or just you utilize like reading people's body language or anything at all so I don't, there may not be an answer to it this entire podcast is completely not scripted at all so I'm just throwing that out there well it's cool that you pay attention at that level um, I did say that and I am very sensitive so when someone is sitting back with their arms crossed, you know, I don't think it takes a genius, you know, like you've all kind of said to your girlfriend or your boyfriend, you know, you walk into the house and you're like, what's wrong? And, and like, so where did you get that? And was it a vibration? Maybe, you know, but if you're, you know, if your girlfriend is sitting there with her arms crossed, you know, like kind of, well, this is just audio. I just crossed my arms firmly and, you know, maybe a look on the face, like we do read, you know, body language. And, um, it is, it is something that you can use to your advantage. There's a, there's a science. Um, I, this is real value. I learned about this in my late 20s called neuro-linguistic programming. Are you familiar with that at all? No. You're not? Not at all, no. Okay, it's surprising. Bo Crable, multi-millionaire at 21, still has stuff to learn. This is so This is so fun. So you guys, if you haven't heard of neuro-linguistic programming, Tony Robbins kind of, he was a student of it big time. Um, there was a book back in the day that Tony recommended uh, called Turning Frogs into Princes, old school book by Bandler and Grinder, Turning Frogs into Princes. And basically it's a science of neuro-linguistic programming. And Tony created his own called Neuro-Associative Conditioning. But it's all basically the same thing. It's like influence uh, and the ability to communicate spoken and unspoken. Um, there's so much neat stuff. Some real basics of you know good nonverbal communication is matching and mirroring. So when you're with people and if the person that you're with is kind of leaning forward in their chair uh like maybe showing expressing interest if you're leaning back away from them and your body language is different it it makes it uncomfortable and a lot of people are if you're if you're immune to this or not sensitive to this you, you can really hurt yourself because they're going to be reading into that even energetically so if someone else is leaning forward you lean forward if you're talking to someone who talks really fast it's like hey matt man we're gonna go we're gonna go we're gonna go here we're gonna go there we're gonna do this we're gonna do that and then you're like well that sounds very interesting uh, you know so someone who talks fast to have rapport with them you want to talk fast someone's leaning forward uh if someone has their legs crossed you you cross your legs and you'll think in the beginning you'll think oh they're gonna know but they don't and it works. And if you match their physiology and their voice qualities, you will get into rapport. Then there's sort of like advanced stuff. That's called matching and mirroring. And then there's pacing and leading. So for example, if somebody is not 
assuming the body language or the energy or they're not buying what you're selling, they're not picking up what you're putting down. Let's say that I'm talking to you, Bo, and you're like sitting back in your chair, maybe has your arms crossed and you're not paying as close of attention as I want. What I will do is I will lean back in my chair and I will match and mirror your energy. And then I will, then I will practice, you know, with voice qualities and other things, eye contact, just other, you know, unspoken communication. And I will get into rapport as much as I can. And then at a certain point in time, I will lean forward. And this will blow your mind when you start getting good at it. You'll notice that the person you're talking to, they will lean forward too. And oftentimes you'll see people who are great friends, besties. You know, I have a picture, one of my favorite pictures ever of my wife and my daughter sitting on the couch and they have the identical physiology. They weren't even aware of it. My, you know, my wife and daughter both had their right leg crossed over their left leg, you know, their hands in their lap or whatever the, the case may be. I took a picture of it and they looked at it and it was spooky. They were identical. They're so in rapport. These two are the best of friends. You know, one gave birth to the other. But just watch, watch physiology. So yes, I'm very sensitive to it. And that's cool that you picked up on that. But it's a whole science. You could read tons of books, neurolinguistic programming. And uh, yeah, it's just one of many, many tools uh, in the arsenal of communication, rapport, you know, persuasion. Well, I'm definitely going to be starting to pay attention more on everyone else when I'm sitting down. Okay. And I'm definitely going to start practicing that. That'd be really important. So if someone's like talking to some suppliers in your Amazon business, it might be smart to match with them. Um, so I think we're wrapping up close to here, Matt. So I want to just ask you if there's anything else you would want to say to anybody that potentially listened to this. A lot of people are listening to me about e-commerce. But also, I do believe that a lot of people are also listening to this to kind of just get some more extra tips on how they can actually get to the next level or just make more money or just simply just make their first dollars at all that's through entrepreneurship because a lot of people are just um, stay-at-home moms here or running their own business um, from home. So is there anything else you want to add in here at all? Well, sure. You get me on a roll. I could go forever. But yeah, let me, look what I always kind of just kind of go with my gut. All right. I, and I heard today uh, that, you know, gut is almost like your your gods, whatever is speaking. And um, I remember I'm an amateur on the Bible, but I remember hearing something that just said, seek and ye shall find. Uh, I don't know if you guys have heard that before, but the fact that you're listening to this podcast is awesome. Whoever you are listening to this, like it's so cool that you're listening to this podcast and not listening to the latest like gangster rap song. Not that there's anything wrong with gangster rap, uh, except for the fact that if you listen to some of the lyrics, it's pretty disturbing and probably not going to help you get where you want to go. So the fact that you're taking your time to listen to Bo Crable, you know, if you, if you look at someone that, you know, is doing something that you want to be doing, it's really smart to go and do what they do and read what they read and think how they think. And then you'll get the results that they get. So just hats off to people for, you know, looking and seeking and landing on this podcast. And if you keep on looking and you keep seeking and you get clear on what you want, you will attract that into your life. And focus on putting good in, focus on what you want, and that will start to come into your life. And and uh, I'm super stoked to be on this podcast, Bo. It's really fun to get to know you better. And uh, thanks so much for having me on. And where can people find you at? Because I know you got your wine club, and I think I'm actually going to do a wine club event at my place in San Diego. So we'll, we'll see. But um, I know you're pretty big on Facebook. So where, where can people find you, Matt? Oh, thanks, Bo. So my website is mattmorrow.com. My, my name, M-A-T-T-M-O-R-R-O-W.com. On Facebook, I'm facebook.com slash MLMWiz, which I spell M-L-M-W-H-I-Z. I'm pretty easy to find. If you Google Matt Morrow, you will find me. And 
I mean, nothing that's music to my ears because I uh, that wine event in San Diego. I mean, because really it's real simple. People love parties. You know, everyone's all up in their phones these days. And so to be able to connect and have an excuse to get together in person and enjoy a few sips of some fine wine, meet some nice, you know, nice people, do some networking and get paid for it. I think I'm, it doesn't surprise me that the concept was appealing to you. And I can't wait to see your place in San Diego. I heard it's really sick. Awesome. Well, thank you much. And congrats for listening to this episode. Anyone listening on this and make sure to subscribe. But, uh, yeah, thank you so much. And that is it. Thank you so much for joining me on another episode. The feedback has just been tremendous so far. I'm loving it. And I'd love it if you just took the next 30 seconds of your time to do me a quick favor. Please go ahead and leave a five-star rating and drop your number one takeaway from this episode inside whatever podcast platform that you're using. This is really just like a virtual pat on the back for me to continue to keep pumping out free content. Thank you so much and see you on the next episode.